This is Alan Cozen, the author of Got That Something, How the Beatles' I Want to Hold Your Hand Changed Everything, and you're listening to Fab Four Free For All, brackets, the brackets. Welcome to another edition of the Fab Four Free For All, a podcast, a talk show on the internet, as we like to call it, concerning the Beatles. Uh, joining me, of course, <laughs> is my co-host, Mitch Axelrod. Hello. And Tony Truguardo. Hi. And this week, our show is about the 50th anniversary of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band and the releases that happened because of it. The main one was the box set that came out via Capitol Records, EMI, Parlophone, whatever you want Universal. to call it. Universal. Did that come Universal. out, actually? That finally came out? Yeah, the box set, yeah. It did, really? Yeah. I, I, gotta, I gotta get that. <laughs> wow. You haven't gotten it yet? I, no, I haven't gotten that yet. Oof. So anyway, <laughs> you know, a lot of people have asked me personally, you know, why haven't you guys done the review of this? And the thing I said to everyone who asked is there's <laughs> so much information here that to do it when it came out wouldn't be fair. This is sort of like if you ever marinate a chicken. This is what I think this thing is. So, so Robert, let me let me get you straight there. What you're saying <laughs> is that our show is a marinated chicken. Yes, uh, maybe, okay. Maybe not for Paul. You know, maybe marinated. It's a uh, marinated tofu. Yes, marinated tofu. Okay. But also, too, I think I think you're right in that it's, it wasn't fair to do it. When it first came out, either because got to let this soak in. You got to let, and it's funny. I mean, he's making a joke. It's a marin, it's a marinated chicken. But but the truth is, that's what you do. It's really what it is. Think about it. There's a stereo remix. The mono album is here. The making of Sgt. Pepper, which came out back in 1987, is is there. 92. What am I thinking? The 25th anniversary. So if you look at what got released in the general thing, there's a lot of things to talk about. Uh, you got the stereo version. You got the mono version. You got, for the first time, one of the first times ever, at least with a regular album, you got a 5.1 mix. You've got two discs of outtakes. If you want to call it the Sgt. Pepper Anthology, you can. Uh, but also, the stereo is a remix. It's, of a- it's a remix. It's not a remastering, which is basically they just get clean the heads on the machine and make sure everything's lined up. Wow. He's, he's, this, he's, he rips out like years and years of major engineers' work there. You know, they basically they just clean the heads a little bit and just redo them again. Alcohol, swan, on the tip well, of a yeah, Q-tip. Yeah. Somewhere, well, one of the remastering engineers just had an aneurysm. <laughs> What's Rob doing? Well, you know what I mean. You know, because you know, a lot of times... It's, it's not remixing. It's not. Yeah, there's a difference between remixing and remastering. This is a remix. There's so much here... And, I and we've talked about some of it. I mean, yeah, we, we had have some. We talked about going to the the listening party, and we covered a lot of what we felt about the remix. Right, and and the, so, the listening party for me was a, a fantastic event just to hear it on these in this beautiful room, state of the art, state of the art with yeah. great speakers, and have Giles Martin playing it for you. I mean, it was a cool thing. And I, then you go home and you listen to it on your system, and you're like, hmm. yeah. <laughs> right. What the hell? I'm on my MP3. But oh, that you, sounds geez. great. But you know what? I'm sure that they played it off a boombox at one point, too, just to hear what it sounded like, a too. A boombox. I'm sure you listen to it in yeah. their car, Yeah, I'm well, something sure, like that. You know? But the one thing, Rob, is that... Is that he, Rob owns a boombox, but that's beside the point. <laughs> well, we knew he did. <laughs> yes. Come on. Sure. No, the, he keeps the, it with his A-track player. Anyway, I do have an A-track player. And his computer. Yes. No. Oh, sorry, no, maybe not. No computer. Exactly. When we were at a different event, we had heard rumors about a revolver deluxe box. Right. <clears throat> from people in the know 
Not very to mention much, it, right, but not to mention I mean right from the horse's mouth, so to speak, and we never got it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But we never got it. So when we started hearing rumors about Apple possibly doing something big for this anniversary, and you knew they couldn't pass it up because Pepper was not only a fantastic album, but it was a cultural But did something that you say all the time, Apple doesn't focus on anniversaries. Anniversary. This time they did, and, and they did in 2014 too with the American releases. Nor were we 100% sure really that Apple necessarily focuses on what the audience wants either. That's, well, that's that, very that's, true. I mean, I say that not disparagingly yeah. really. Well, it's true. Well, one thing about this thing, and we will talk about it, this is maybe the best thing they've ever done. Uh, with one well, we'll project, get there. With, one project. with one singular project, yes, yes. yeah. I mean, yes. you know, the BBC project was phenomenal. The anthology project was phenomenal, right. particularly the the most recent, you know, the BBC and the remastering of BBC right. One, which is so um, good. So yes, good. it is. But I, I think the idea too is that them doing a, a remix of this. I think you, you know you're saying they couldn't have blown off the 50th anniversary. I agree with you 100. percent but they could have done one of myriad different projects for the 50th anniversary. Yes. They didn't have to go all the way with remix and outtakes. If they had done one or the other, okay, we, we still would have we been happy. We still would have been incredibly happy. Right. We would have been well, very, very satisfied with what they, and, they would have done. And the other thing that they did is, first of all, they took care of the vinyl. The vinyl sounds fantastic. Yes, yeah. And they also, the, the two-disc set, which is has the second disc of basically the greatest of the two disc outtakes in that chronological, are in the box, in, in chron- in, not chronological, in, in, in sequential order. Sequential order. order thank right. you. Was fantastic. Listen, they paid so, a lot of attention the, to <clears throat> what should be done here. They yes. really did. Yeah. The the thing is, again, when we heard the rumors, everybody was like, "Oh well, you know, we heard there might be a five point one. There might be." Pepper is a different animal than any other Beatles, whether it's yes. the best album That's or not. No, no. It has nothing to do with it. It's such a musical phenomenon and a cultural phenomenon that you really couldn't have passed it up. So whether it's anniversary or not, because I think they should do every album like this, if, if possible, and not have to worry about anniversaries, just put it out. But this one, if it would have passed and they gave us nothing... It would have really been disheartening to the fans, and it would have, I think, knocked Apple down a lot because you can't pass up the biggest thing that the Beatles ever did. And I don't mean that in a the Beatles masterpiece thing, but well, one thing I want to start with, you know, for the last ten years or so, it used to be well, Pepper's the best album of the Beatles, and and it's gone to let's be honest, Revolver, which I've always thought was and the Abbey best Road album. and Abbey Road, and I think. This release, I want to get your opinion on it, sort of brings Pepper back because you you see the what it became and how it became, and it's like, oh my god! In a way, I agree in many with you. ways, in a, in a way, I agree with you, and I think for people like us who are kind of you know, we could say Beatle historians. I don't know how you want to put it. But Whatever. Just yeah, I mean, we're Beatle enthusiasts. Beatle enthusiasts. Yeah, I think um, the idea is that it it does bring it back in part because. Yeah. A lot of the stuff on the remix and, of course, hearing the outtakes, you feel like they're a band again. There's a band feeling to this new take on Sgt. Pepper that you didn't have with the original mix. It emphasizes the core of their playing as a group. And I think 
the reason why for me Pepper kind of fell out of favor a little bit was because after a while and the stories and the anecdotes and it became all about the well we threw the tapes up in the air and it became the calliope I learned and, to know, play chess and I learned to play chess and you know George I wasn't really that involved in the album you know and and we heard all the stories and all the and it kind of kept pecking at Sergeant Pepper's realism it started the album no, actually started it to started become, pecking at the polish well that that too but it, but I think it also it also created this air of kind of yeah, Sgt. Pepper was the best album that the Beatles assembled in the studio. Right. It wasn't necessarily the best Beatles album. Best band album. The best band yeah. album. Whereas Revolver may still be my favorite, but this new remix, I thought, for me, put Sgt. Pepper back up to be just a, a really just and And also, damn you, know, good you know, one thing I picked up from the outtakes is how they recorded it to make it the way it sounds like a day in the life you know recording they, they, with the holes built in. yeah but the holes built yeah. in and like Lucy in yeah. the Sky with Diamonds where you don't have the chorus in, in the outtake thing you know it's like wow they knew in advance how they were going to do an overdub planning on that ahead, yeah. there was so much yeah. planning ahead yeah, yeah. and by this time 1966 and 67 you've got them thinking not just as musicians but as engineers and producers if you think about it well Something that was brought to light on this for me is that we always said on many a show that Pepper always sounds dated, and it did. But the way Giles remixed this, stereo remix, but with a mono sensibility, but in stereo, right? so you get that punch, and they're using 2017 technology. So now, like I've always said about the remaster's in the beginning, it's like opening the window and hearing it for the first time with the speakers clear, not muffled. This album is no longer sounding dated at all. And to your points, both of you, when you listen to the outtakes, yes, you're right. I'm not so sure George has the fondest memories because I don't know if this memory is right. But if you listen to the outtakes, he's there. I mean, oh, he's there a lot. Right, yeah. Now, yes, was he's it there mostly and he's Paul? encouraging. Yes, and he's making really and not only on within you without you, right? And, and right, so no, he's and Ringo. Yeah, you know what? I think his statement about uh, I learned to play chess is not because he didn't play on the album, but because there was a lot of time in between to do the overdubs, to do this and do that and get it right. Well, but you, you s- could tell by the outtakes that he's there a lot, yeah, and he's there yeah. for every, and he's damn good. I mean, no matter what you... I mean, especially think about a lot of these uh, outtakes or early takes, and his yes, drumming is already, it's already there. there. Done. You, you, just t- you took the words right out of my mouth. Yep. I'm, I'm looking at this, and I'm realizing that the farthest we get in terms of, of numerical outtakes in this, barring A Day in the Life, which I think Take 11 was the final band take that was, you know... And barring Strawberry Fields, which was uh, an undertaking, yeah, right. but that's because the song was constantly being rethought. Many the times. latest number that we get is we get a, a take eight of the Sgt. Pepper reprise. Right. And other and than good that- Good Morning, Good Morning was another and take And Good Morning, eight. Good Morning, right, was right. another take eight. And other than those two, for the most part, and, and even if you listen to the early takes of that, when the song structure is the same, right. you're absolutely right. Ringo's nailing it. So- you know, truthfully, the reason why he had the, right, and the reason why he had the least amount to do, 
He had it done first, and he then the band did the rest. First, and the guys did the rest. And then he sat there playing yeah. chess because you know what? While there he, were hand clapped on, I mean, I mean, there's an outtake. I don't, I don't remember which one. With there's Paul and George, and they're doing their stuff with I think the hand clap. Maybe it was Penny Lane or right. something on yeah. here. But yeah. they're doing their yeah. stuff, and you hear them. But and you can understand Ringo didn't have a job to do on clapping, but he already nailed his piece. So but you, you know, know what? Also, go back and play chess. You Who know cares? what? Also about this record. How many times in like Rubber Soul and Revolver, Ringo and, and Help especially, Ringo would come in like they'd be doing some overdub and he'd be adding a tambourine. The tambourine overdub is not used on this album the way it was used yeah, on other albums. Yeah, but instead right. there's congas right. that he did. Yeah, but that's a different type of- I, I know, of, I know, but, he, but it, he was involved in a lot of the overdubs as well. Yeah. But- Fortunately for everybody, there were a lot of overdubs because it was a complex record. And and I was gonna what I wanted to bring up, this is maybe we talk about remixing and remastering and all this others. This may be the only Beatles record where basically you're peeling away. You're going from maybe a third tape that had bounce downs, you and you're going backwards, so to speak. This may be the only record where you can do the peeling back because you know, the White Album has a, a lot of the tracks are an eight track. Eight track, yeah. Um, Revolver was pretty straightforward recording. They didn't do that much bouncing down. This one had tons of bouncing down. And, and as you said, it's like you, you open the window and, and you hear something totally different. And I think that's the most important thing, why this works so well, where obviously you couldn't do it for like a hard day's night or help. But for this, because of the way it was recorded and bounced around, it it's so much more noticeable of what's going on on this record. You know, though, it's funny because when they announced their remixing, and we must say that it's the only full Beatles album that's been remixed. Yeah. I mean, there was the Love Project, and obviously we know there was the song track. Right. But that's not an album like this. Yes. And people were like, oh my goodness, that could be blasphemous, or it could be amazing. Because truth be told, when we heard the final remixes for Beatles 1 for the CD some of it was good some of it was not so you, right, you were a little right. leery you know is this well, going to be well and some of it was opinion I mean there were one or two that Absolute. were bad because there were mishaps correct on them it so you know um, yeah but, and there were some that were amazing yeah but overall the vibe of Beatles 1 remix wasn't great I mean like the, the reception to it wasn't great. It was I good. Agree. Yeah. All I, of a sudden, I always you know, thought is, you know, when you sell 30 million copies, who's going to buy it again? <laughs> well, know? well, that's another thing, but they tried to freshen it by remixing. Remixing it, and, and if you bought uh, but the you One Plus need it. with you the DVDs. You didn't need to buy it again for the no, remix no. because you already had, I already had five copies. They were selling for nine ninety nine, <laughs> Right. And right. I was breaking them and <laughs> sitting on them in my car because <laughs> by accident, but nine ninety nine, I can always get another one. You know, so when this was, you know, we're talking Pepper. So right. we are talking sacred ground here. Again, whether it's the best album or not, it's still sacred ground. Yes. So when you're talking about doing Pepper after they had really just done Beatles 1 two years prior, you're thinking, oh, my goodness, what's this going to be like? This could really and, be and super. Well, the only difference that you had with Sgt. Pepper as opposed to Beatles 1 is that barring, you know, little things, the every little thing pamphlet that we had years ago, well, the cowbell on the mono version comes in a bar later yeah, than yeah. the stereo version. With Pepper, you had a couple of very notable conflicts between mono and stereo yes. versions that 
if you talked about someone doing a, quote, remix, you really thought to yourself, all right, which side of the coin is this flip going to land on? Right. So you were going into the remix thing with Pepper already kind of with a few forethoughts of, well, what key is she's leaving home going to be in? You know, you thought to yourself, what's going to happen at, at the joint between the so reprise and, right. and, and Day in the Life? Right. So you went in with like... Not a negative thing, but it was a... No, just a just curiosity. A, just, you know, like, what's yeah, right. A sort of an apprehension. I, yeah. But I'm the sorry. funny thing is, Rob, that <laughs> we had no idea whatsoever that Giles and Sam O'Kell, because you got to give him credit yes, too. Yes, yeah. of course. We're going to go into this with the mono sensibility, but do it in stereo remake. So we didn't know that. We thought it was either going to maybe they were going to remix the mono or remix right. the stereo. And, we didn't know. And when you when and you we came got out sort of both, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you came out knowing that that that's what they were going to do, you were sort of doubly pleased when at the beginning of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, the keyboard is still well. We'll get to that. Know, but, so, but it, I was actually not doubly pleased. I was doubly apprehensive. Because I just didn't know if they could do it. I oh, I knew they were. I thought they were going to be able to pull it off. I, I just didn't I really know. Did. Well, you know, yeah. I didn't know. But there that were they some had. things in mono they didn't copy exactly. No, right. absolutely. So, right. Which, yeah. which is. Like the phasing on Lucy yeah, in the Sky. They, they took some of the phasing some. away. Yes. Yeah. And, and also, like the and end of Pepper into With a Little Health of My Friends. Faster. There's a guitar part in the mono that really is not there in the, in the well, stereo. Well, also, mono Lucy in the Sky is a little slower. Right. And they made it the regular speed, but right. the punch of mono. Right. So, right. Very, I mean, right. kudos to. To both of and them, somehow but, managed to strip away the datedness of both sides. Correct, which is really wild. That's they, tough to do. It, and, and that decision, we interviewed Giles right after the show at, in City when they played it, and I wish I had known that because I would have liked to know. Okay, what did you take from the mono and stereo, and how did you decide it? And, and Sam too, because that's a tough decision. What they did, my opinion, was and kudos to whoever the final people were or person was. But what they did was they did the work and little by little over a period of time, they had a few of them who sat down, put it on as a 38-minute listening experience and said, holy crap, that really worked. Yeah, except, you know what? Getting better, maybe we had a little too much of this, this, or this. To me, I think they did the remixes and it's partly speculation, but I, I do remember Giles saying we were going for just a positive listening experience. And I think the idea is back to your marinated chicken. You make dinner. You give it to somebody. They you say, what do you think? Uh, you know, this was absolutely delicious. Maybe next time you do it, you could pull a little bit back on the garlic. Maybe or, or add on a little, the pepper. Or on the pepper. <laughs> or, or on the pepper. Waiter. But you have to wonder if that's what it was. Make it a perfect listening experience. Do your work on it, play it for someone, and then you, you stop and you say, you know what, that sounded awesome, but maybe, and then you go back and you tweak it a little yeah. until everybody goes, whoa, and, you know. And this is a, the remix is a new remix. This is a, a new attitude, I think, toward it too. I think, because you were talking about mono and stereo, and I think you still have to keep your old version from 2009. So that's right. something to think about if you if you say, well, I'm going to get rid of my 2009. No, no, you, you still need to keep it. Is this cleaner sounding? Yeah, it's, it's cleaner. Absolutely. But yeah. If you're used to that stereo version, you might as well keep it. This one's going to be my go to, though. But this is my go to. I agree. Are we at the end of the show already? 
No, no, but I mean, no, but, it is. It's but, my go-to. But, my go-to. But, okay, but, thank but you, I know what saying. Now, the funny thing about when they first announced the Pepper thing, and they were very quiet about it, but they did say they would, were going to include somehow. They didn't say how. So, uh, Penny Lane and Strawberry Fields Forever. Oh, uh, yeah. And well, no, at first we were all speculating, where would it be in the Yeah, in where the, would it be? Where would it be and, in, the, in, the set, and, in the sequence? And they were like, it's not going to be anywhere except the end, dude. Right. And I think what they did with Penny Lane and Strawberry Fields Forever is perfect. They didn't include it with the remix album. Semi-perfect. We'll get to that at the end. 13 tracks there. There's nothing else added to it. There's no bonus tracks. But on the other discs... That's where you find well, it. Well, you get the bonus. You get two CDs of bonus yeah. tracks, really. But also, like on the mono album, they put some stuff there too. Yeah. And, and if you bought the two c- CD set, that's where they put the uh, Penny Lane there too. Right. No, no, just to, sorry, go oh, ahead. Sorry, no, please, Mitch. You were talking about the idea that it's, this is different from every other Beatles album, and what I find interesting is that this album with the outtakes, I think that any other album that's approached after this one mm-hmm. it's going to be a little bit of a different story because the white album maybe you'll get some outtakes but the white album the exciting part is going to be the demo when i Whereas say outtakes, pepper when i say no, outtakes i mean demo slash outtakes i know when you say it that's what you mean but i'm just saying in terms of the audience and seeing it and, and seeing it how Apple's going to announce it. They're not going to call those outtakes. They're going to call them the home demos. You'd have to. Because that's really what they are. But I'm just saying. But there's so many demos. Terms, there are. There are many, many demos for the White Album. But because the White Album is so much less of a band record, I don't know if the, not if the outtakes. Scott. Well, yeah, but. I know his memory also. No, no, no. I'm not, not criticizing that, his memory. No, I know. Saying, I know, but. I don't know if what they did as a band for those tracks are going to be. I hope I'm wrong. I don't know if they're going to be as interesting. I agree with you. Well, the White Album, we should, you know, we sh- shouldn't get ahead of ourselves. No, no, we don't even know if it's going to happen. But what he's saying is because I oh, mentioned they'd that be they damn should do this for every. If it doesn't happen, I understood. Don't really would be ridiculous. Yes, if it but happen. but here's the thing too. As you start getting into the 8-track era, as you mentioned before, the White Album is a lot of 8-track. We mean recording on 8-tracks. Yeah, right. Seriously, for, for younger or folks who don't know anything about recording, Sgt. Pepper moved them into a period where they were able to record on 8. No. Well, the two, the four tracks. The, two, the White right. Album, yeah. right. The White Album was, was an 8-track recording. Right. So there on wasn't Sergeant as Pepper, much bouncing. Still, right, so, bouncing between two four tracks. So the window may and, not be open as much on the right. White Album. But then again, there was a lot of acoustic stuff on the White Album, which may be cleaned up and may sound just really phenomenal. Well, are we going to get Paul vamping the Helter Skelter acoustic we may, in the studio but, thing? But, and, you know, but anyway. uh, nothing's going to come close to this only because no other Beatles album was as culturally significant as Pepper. That's true. And, and, and also, one thing I really appreciate about this is the two discs. They could have just gotten one with one disc of outtakes. And they went with the second one. Is it every outtake available? No. Should we want every one? Yeah, I guess so. But no. do we need it? Honest. No. I, I don't. I can live with that. I have to be honest. This is where I have a twofold thing with Apple when it comes to the bootlegs. And I'll say this with due respect to them. We, we had lovely conversations with everyone from Apple when we were at the, uh, and from Yumi, when we were at the listening party. Uh, Universal Music and, and Apple, who are joined together to do these types of projects. Right. And in no uncertain terms, 
it was said to us, we really could care less about the bootlegs and what's out there. And in, on the one hand, I greatly respect Apple for taking that approach. When it comes to what's on most of this, we didn't have 90% of it. Maybe even right. more, yeah. So when it came out, we all jumped for joy. For me, do I need the rest of it? No. No. Me neither. And you know me. I I'm agree. a hardcore, hardcore bootleg collector. Yeah. But I don't need the rest of this. I know that you guys have sat in a studio and gone through every take with a fine-tooth comb, and you've given me the best ones. Because this project is as good as it is, I trust you. But Not when it comes that, to stuff like the White Album, We've when they're saying outright... Well, you know, we don't care what the bootleggers have. We're not going to put something out just because it's not great. Well, or if it's not great. Well, you know what? On a couple of the demos, a number of the demos, they screw up lyrics. They miss beats with the guitar. But that's the charm of the demos. Right, right. I'm hoping in my heart of hearts that when a White Album thing's put together, that they don't listen to it and say, oh, well, that's not perfect, so let's not put that out. Well, no, Because we have it all. I know, but they've also, there's miss beats on this too, which... Might yeah, end the song right there. Yeah, yeah, there's the yeah, so, there's so to me that I don't mind that in in this type of setting where it's box set and it's you know the people buying this are not completists and not my mother buying me a you know Beatles record you know Your mother or, should or, know. or yeah or anyone's <sighs> mother buying who Heavy sigh who, who maybe didn't grow up with the Beatles yeah my but, mom but didn't. the other right. thing is this that this album the outtakes on anthology two what was there just. There's some of the same ones. Like Good Morning, Good Morning's the same one. It I know sounds, that. It it's sounds much better on this. Correct. It's and then a there's a Strawberry years. Fields, but it's not the same one. No. But, Strawberry Fields but that's is an it. additional. But right. that's it. Takes four and 26 are yeah. new for us. Right. But take one of Strawberry Fields Forever on the anthology didn't have that backing vocal. Nope. Where, no. It was, it where was this a, one does. Right. And you'd, you would but, love to know the theory of why that... Did still take one? It probably was a take one... No, no. Why in, in 90... When they did Anthology 2, they took out the backing vocal. Right. But here's yeah. my point about that. On Anthology 3, you get a lot of the White Album demos. Yeah. Right. Of course. So... Is the music on Why anything going to be as my, right as revelatory right. as it, this was? No, be- th- it's this not. is going to be more revelatory. And the other thing that, if you look at the anthologies, one of the things George Martin liked to do, you know, and he made a career out of it, he would take different cuts and made it into one song. Here, oh, the song just ends because they stopped playing for some. Giles has informed us that these takes were not touched. They were not right. touched, tampered with, or changed. We are hearing on the outtakes only what is on the tapes right. as is. So that's so that's different thinking because you know the anthology that was outtakes. There are I don't outtakes. call them outtakes. Right. I think because you know, no no no. Think about it. Strawberry Fields Forever when released was not considered an outfake. But you I know want what? you. She's so heavy is two different takes. There's a lot of songs like that. She loves you. God knows how many takes. Yeah, but these are two different takes of outtakes. Not right. not even like right. the only thing I think right. there's a one thing that they did an edit on. I couldn't find it in here, but on the two-disc set, Day in the Life Take One with the hummed last chord, because that wasn't originally there. I think yeah. that, that was a yeah. Well, that's, that's definitely put edit. together. Yeah, but yeah. that's on the right. CD. Right. I don't think it's on the regular box. It's on, I think, the two-CD yeah, version. The two-CD yeah, I think version. Yeah. So that's a difference just in mentality of, of releasing stuff, that they would release stuff that isn't, as you guys just said, outfakes, but they just said, this, these are the takes. Yes. And I think that's... Yeah. Commendable. That's 
yeah, it is something to be commendable. Well, the other thing is, let's be honest. Have you watched the DVD? Yes, I have. Okay, have you? No. Okay. I, I, have, I know. I and only because I know the special. Right, but so I, right. I haven't watched it. Because Correct, I and gone and, around and it. the other stuff on that DVD are just basically the. Stuff from well, five point one. The five point one. Yeah, the five point one. But then there's the videos that we have from Beatles One Plus. Right. Right. So is that a? uh, And again, I'm nitpicking. So please, it's very nice. If those it is very nice. Didn't have the bootleg version. Oh my goodness! Yes, it's very nice. It's a it's a great special. But even if you watch the special once, you get to watch it. Twice, three times? It's a very short special. It's like 45, 45 minutes. minutes. Yeah. I thought they maybe could have added some outtake somewhere along the way. I thought they could have done some new interviews with Paul and Ringo, my goodness. Maybe. No, no. no. But they had, they, I'm sure I they had outtakes. I don't want it. After the new interviews on the one collection, okay. I don't want new interviews with Paul and Ringo on this. I have to be honest. Okay. I was delighted that that was nowhere to be found in, okay, this, good. in this box. Though Paul did write uh, liner notes. Yeah, yeah, but that's a different writing liner. Right. I think they should include the three Get videos it. because not everyone bought uh, Beatles one with the DVD plus one. But the other thing is, and it's a real nitpicky thing. First of all, the book is beautiful, and our buddy Jeff Slate wrote oh, Sgt. Right. Pepper in America." Right, great piece. But after I've read it once, I'm not reading it again. But that's the way books are. You know, you're right. You you're know, right. I'm, you I'm nitpicking. I'm just nitpicking because we have to bring it up. I'm nitpicking. The other thing that really, really, really bothers me about this set, and and yeah, I love this box set. Tell us what you hate. What you really, really hate. What I really, really hate. I want to hate. I want to hate. No, but the box doesn't fit with other albums. It's slightly bigger. Okay. No, no, no. But it's if you put it bigger than the McCartney Archive Collection no, box. That's a, <laughs> they put this in the shape of an album. And they made it a little bigger, so you can't put it on an album That's shelf. Because you have it. to put the album inside the box, so it, it had to be bigger. And, and I understand that, that but then when you put this on your album shelf, it doesn't fit. Don't you know it's Sergeant Pepper, Mitchell? It's supposed to have its own damn shelf. Oh, One thing it's I do to like have its is own shelf. they have the little folders for each disc. Which is very cool, and they have alternate pictures of the Sergeant Pepper. I, I have to say that, the funny cool. thing about that, and no offense to any one of our listeners, because I just got a chuckle out of it, because it was sealed when right. you first got it inside the box. It was sealed, right? So you open it, and you think you got the vinyl. Oh yeah, you didn't yeah, know yeah. that. And a lot of our listeners were opening up and saying, "Oh my God, I'm returning this because I got the vinyl, and it should have been <laughs> with the CDs." And they didn't even open that thing, so they just sent it back. That's. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And I was like, "No, no, don't send it back. Open it, open it." And they went, well, "We did it already." Well, oh, come yeah. on! One and thing, then they Amazon came must have came back and went a little tricky. Been, well, one thing about the vinyl. Wow. I mean, yeah. if, if you like this, yeah. the remix on the CD, yeah. put it on your stereo. Yeah. With a turntable and it's spinning around, it's just well, like. I hope you have a turntable. I do, I do. Yeah. It's a, it's just like, wow. You know what's at the end? They finally, at least for the, I don't know if they had it for the first edition of American Sergeant Pepper. I don't think they did. The the no, there's groove. no runoff groove on the American. Okay, but on the yeah. version now, there is. The inner groove is there. Yeah. Well, because it's after the UK, right? Yeah. And. On my show, I, I literally played a day in the life, and then it goes into the inner groove, and I let it play for like two and a half minutes, <laughs> and you then I was talking the vinyl? over. Yeah, wow. yeah. So uh, God, thing- it's like it almost sounds like sexual, Rob. You play the vinyl. Yeah, the inner groove. It was two minutes. It was so well. Time out. He played the inner groove for two minutes. That's all it took. That's all it took. No, but if if any of you want to reach out to Rob, it's a dollar ninety nine a minute. He'll play your inner groove for two minutes. Rob will play your. 
in a it groove. Was like, for two it was more minutes. like seven minutes. <laughs> it was more like seven minutes. <laughs> He's backtracking. Back no, but then tracking. also, I've always wondered, peppers with the apostrophe or not? Because on the album cover, there's no apostrophe on the album on the drum. Well, everything else has an apostrophe. But well, there's got to right. be a, an apostrophe but, somewhere, either after the S or before the S. Thank if his you. His name was Pepper. Don't be such an S. Then it has to be after the R. I'm gonna kick your S peppers. in a minute. Well, no, on, but on, on the, the drum, there's no S. There's no S in the drum, and on the side of the CD holder, there's no apostrophe. But then again, Octopus's Gordon should have an apostrophe. No, but where I'm, where I'm going is, be consistent. What is it? I mean, I'm asking, what is it? It should be an it apostrophe. Sh- it should be an apostrophe. But the drum head doesn't have an apostrophe. It's Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club yes, Band. Yes, it's not Sergeant oh. Pepper Lonely Hearts Club Band. It's not, it's not, you're not buying a Lonely Hearts Club Band, you're buying the Sergeant Pepper brand. It's yes. Sergeant Pepper Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yes. Sergeant Pepper's. It's of or belonging to the Sergeant of the Pepper variety. I'm a pepper. You're a, a pepper. pepper. You're a pepper. Everyone. Wouldn't you like to be Sergeant Yes, it belongs too. to Ron Dante. Anyway, uh, no, but Ron, Ron Dante. Yeah. I think he co-wrote that or wrote that. I don't know. Michael, anyway. didn't Michael, no, David Norton? David Norton. He's in the commercial. He's in the yeah, commercial. Um, yeah. Norton. Norton. Well, I'm making it. So the... Uh, other than, I mean, that's the only picky you and things. The box doesn't fit in the shelf. And, you know, the book is a thousand pounds and it's really good. The book's very the good. The book is very good. And I love the lenticular cover of the, the box. I do. I just, it's so damn cool. The 3D cover. The, uh, lenticular, that's what it's called. It's lenticular. It's called lenticular. It's not 3D? No, well, it, it is, is but, it's, but it's called, it's called lenticular. lenticular. Third he's base. Like, wait, he's looking at it now, people, and he's going, you know, you know I don't what? see lenticular, it's I see really 3D. 3D. It's not really 3D, you're right. Okay. No, it's not, no, it's bloody lenticular. It's lenticular. Uh, yes. Just ask the Stones. But Do so, you think that they purposely did that as a laugh on the Stones? No. No, because you know why? Um, no, I mean, really, the, the no. Stones did that ridiculous album, years, years Satanic ago. Majesties, and then the Pepper box set comes out with the, you Years know, ago, there were promo Pieces for Pepper. I mean, not even of the era after. Were there a Pekka Promo Pepper? Shut up. (laughs) And there were 24 by 24 and then 12 by 12 lenticulars made of the cover. And they sold for stupid money at auction because they were real, meaning they weren't just knockoffs by someone. They were put out by Capital either in the late 60s, early or mid 70s. As a promotional thing, no one could get them. And they weren't up in the record stores, so we were wondering what they were made for. But they showed up at auctions, and they were verified as real, and they were lenticular. So I think, I mean, I love it. I, th- I think it's a great nod, you know, to the psychedelia of the era, because when you I look at it, I think they should have put all the outtake people that weren't really on it on one version of the lenticular. So when you look when around you, oh, it, Hitler, all of a sudden, you like, you know, and, Gandhi and, you know, everybody. Hitler and Gandhi out. together. And Leo Gorsi. And Leo Gorsi. <laughs> what a combination. Just a piss them off. <laughs> Hitler, Gandhi, and Leo Gorsi. You know what a, I, you know what I really... power trio. I really, but I, you know what I would have liked to have seen? In this, to be honest, and what again, it's all picky, and, and we'll get to some of the music. Capital executives? No, no, no. Well, that that would have that would have been nice to show in the book. I don't think they well, did. That's what Spies's yeah. books for. Right. Well, yeah, I know, but I would have liked to have had a couple of copies of the letters they wrote to the stars. 
That would have been kind of cool. That, yeah, you know, maybe some that. of the bigger stars. Yeah, that just just cool. to have like you know, dear Mae West, you know, right, and see you know why just, would I want to be part of a lonely heart? Club? Exactly, but I mean, I would like let, to let me cover Day Tripper to help you out. <laughs> Ew, <laughs> but did. I would like to. I know. But I would like to just see, like, that would have been a really cool piece of memorabilia. That, I, just to put know, in, because the Beatles... You know what, I... Listen, I, I love this, so it's just extra stuff, that's all. We're, we're collectors. Can we dive into the actual... Well, I just wanted to bring material? two things up before we dive into this, because Pepper, if you look at the outside mixing and different things of the Beatles, Pepper was uh, done for Rock Band, which yes. there's some great insights into the, some of the individual... Tracks is the wrong term, but the Moogs, I guess, is the best way to describe it. And also, there were four tracks on the Yellow Submarine song track, and I did A-Bs on them. And the only real difference is the vocals have a little more echo on the song track. No. Just a little, tiny bit. Song track from what? From Yellow Submarine. Yellow Submarine. No, 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 no I know that, but what songs were you comparing? I, I compared the all songs. Them, the Pepper songs. Oh, the Pepper songs. Yeah, I'm right. sorry. Yeah, just a little bit more echo. So I was about to say, Nowhere Man is like a different. Oh, uh, that's that, and, and all you need is love is a, almost a different take. Correct. So, but the, these are t- closer to the original Pepper mixes and and even what they used here. So it, it I just wanted to say that th- you know this isn't the first time Pepper has been played with. This is maybe the best one. Rock Band was done by Giles too. So you know he might have had some insights even back then. Maybe if they allow me to remix this. Maybe uh, I mean, if you're talking rock that. band and you're talking about the Rubber Soul tracks, you just no. you're gonna die because they're just they sound good. Not, yeah, but when you listen to that, now you really hope that Giles and Sam get their mitts on all of it. Yeah, well, you really do. Yes, you, you, absolutely. Because can you imagine a Rubber Soul remix? Yes, I can. I can now. I can now. Well, yeah, but would with the Beatles sound as good remix? I don't. We think, don't know. I, I think. You well, know, but we do Beatles, have enough. Outtakes, though, where we could easily... And not just that, but with the Beatles, you also have different versions. You also have mixes that had floated around with the vocals closer to the right, center. Right, 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 right. You already had pre-existing, even if you just assembled all the versions that had already been out there. But well, most people can't. And, and, and think versions. of the American versions of, of some of the stuff from with yes. the Beatles, where yeah. there's echo on it that's not there on the But British most version. people can't just assemble from different places. Well, at right. some point, what's going to happen is the catalog is going to be unified in a sense that... You're not going to be able to buy the Capitol Albums box sets anymore, I don't think. Are they still and available at all right I now? I don't know, but but I, I'm I'm wondering I'm wondering whether or not the albums that are close, you know, like are you going to get a help package where eventually you get help the American, help the UK, and you know the different. No, they mixes, would remix the help know. UK. Because yeah, it's you're more, right. It's because they're not going to remix the Ken Thorne stuff. So they're not going to maybe maybe that'll be Dexter. on the. Maybe that'll be on the second disc of Outtakes. They could right. do the remixing of Ken Thorne stuff. That would be an interesting little addition. Right. You know, it would be nice if they went and actually you know, just go for Well, they could topic. do the movie box and you just know, do both George movies. Martin re-recorded for Hard Day's Night and Yellow Submarine the stuff that was in the movie. The movie is one recording, and then he went back and recorded another thing. So Right. You know, that's just right. part of... Right. I don't know if but it's I don't think they would start remixing artist. off the Beatle track or help with that. No, no, no. Off no, the Beatle track. <laughs> but, that's funny. So I just wanted to point that right. out of Sergeant Pepper. And also, you know, the 2009 remastering, which was, was a pretty good thing and package-wise. So I, I just wanted to point that out. This has been played with a few times before. But even you said the 2009 remastering is just Q-tip and alcohol. In, in many, <laughs> well, in many ways. Yeah, you know, they didn't touch anything. 
They didn't like you know raise the base on it or anything like that, but they could have, but they didn't. But well, that's know. the biggest thing they do on all these now. They raise the raise bass the and bass, drums. Right, right. The two guys who are still alive, and it's like raise me, raise me, no me, me. Well, actually, when you fold back the way they did, Pepper, I know, I know. The bass and the drums are going to be the things you notice because they're always getting suppressed as because of the because of the multi track, right? Sure. The way you're bouncing, yeah. Things. The nature of multi track, yeah. The yeah. way it, the way it bounces, it, it, those two things get covered the most, right? So when you peel well, it back. Rhythm section. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing I noticed, you know, when we went to that hearing, so to speak. That hearing? Well, what else? Sounds like we were, yes, Your Honor. <laughs> but it, that's one thing I noticed in that room, you know, the bass and the, the, the drums were, were so... Well, the yeah, drums yeah. stood out right away. Yeah. It's like Hollywood Bowl. You know, what's the first thing I noticed was Ringo's That drums. it sounded like crap? Well, the, you oh, know, I'm just sorry. Saying, I'm sorry. So the first thing you noticed, the first thing I noticed, it sounded like crap. Well, the, anyway. Ringo's drums are a lot more noticeable. Yeah, we do know in that. In the crap. Anyway. Yes. Where's Alan Cozen to help you out on that? Uh, <laughs> Shout out to our buddy Alan. And that does it for part one of our look at the album and the reissue of the 50th anniversary of Sgt. Pepper's the Lonely Hearts. The big box, man. The big box set of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. We're going to look at the outtakes on our next show. Hope you join us. Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Triguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All. <laughs>